Hey, are you here? Aloha, friends. This is the Paul Leslie Hour. Hey, on this episode, we're pleased to present a short interview from the archives with Ms. Z. Avi. This one was originally broadcast on the radio back in 2009. That's back when we still had radio. And now we're making it available to you all these years later. Zavi is a very talented singer, songwriter, guitarist, and ukulele player. Zee's from Malaysia, and she began to gain recognition and fans by posting videos of her performances on YouTube. Patrick Keeler, drummer for the Raconteurs, saw one of her videos, and soon she was in L.A., California. Recording her self-titled debut album, Zavi was signed to Jack Johnson's and Emmett Malloy's Brushfire Records. Then, on May 19, 2009, the debut of her album, Z was featured on the homepage of YouTube.com. Her album became popular on iTunes, and one track, Monty. Was featured on the second season finale of the TV series *Private Practice*. Zavi toured all over the USA and gained fans of all ages and backgrounds. And to this very day, she continues to record unique, lovely music. Paul recommended her song *Who Are You* recently on Twitter. Be sure to check it out. It's on her website at www. Zavi.com. That's Z E E A V I. Zavi. That's how you spell her name and type it into the website. And by the way, we got a lot of interviews coming out of the remainder of 2023 and beyond. And you know what? You could be a supporter. Supporters are a great kind of helper. Simply visit www. ThePaulLeslie.com/support, and we thank you. So now it's time to listen to something besides him, your announcer. Join us for an honest, down-to-earth talk with Zav. We're honored to have you listening in from anywhere and everywhere in the world. It is with great pleasure that we welcome. Singer-songwriter Z of V. So, first of all, thank you very much for making the time to speak with us today. Oh no, not at all. Thanks for having me. I think most stories are best from the beginning, and you and I actually kind of—I I wasn't born there, but we kind of come from the same corner of the globe. You're from Malaysia, and I grew up in the Philippines. So, tell us about uh, your early years. Oh, first of all, Mabuhay. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in East Malaysia in a small town called Miri in Sarawak, which is part of the Borneo Island. And then I moved to Kuala Lumpur, which is the capital of Malaysia, when I was 12. And grew up there, and then moved to London after I finished high school. I lived in London for four years, and I came back and decided to write some songs, post some videos on YouTube. That's all really called that in a nutshell. <laughs> well, tell a lot of the listeners out there because we have people listening in from all over the world. What is Malaysia like? Malaysia is a beautiful country that has a mixture of everything. You know, it has culture. It's modern. Its culture is untouched in some places, but you know, only because we prefer it to be that way. 
but it's a huge melting pot of all sorts of races and cultures. And what type of music did you listen to growing up? I listened to a lot of 70s rock and folk and uh, 70s pop. So that era, anything anything from that era, 50s to the 70s, you know, held, it's in a special place in my heart. <laughs> and what made you want to pick up the guitar initially? I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> I was bored one day and I was, I think I was about 16 going 17. I had this old guitar that I bought a couple of years before that I just thought was really pretty and it was, you know, it was reasonably priced. And so I just decided I was looking through my bookshelf and I was like, oh, I have a chord book in color. And so, so I just decided to, you know, give it a, give it a try. There's not many people that play the ukulele. So tell us about how you discovered that instrument. Because YouTube is such a small and big community at the same time. I have friends on there that play the ukulele, one of them being Narciso Robo. He's also you know, a frequent YouTube user. So, you know, we started talking and I said, uh, I wonder, you know, is it hard to play the ukulele? And he said, well, I think you should try one. I think, you know, you'd do great on it. And the next day I went out and bought one and I couldn't put it down, I remember. <laughs> so what brought you to London when you lived there? Going there to study fashion design. These songs that you started uh, performing and posting up on YouTube, was there a lot of interaction between fans? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, at the time when it was more capable of, you know, get get in touch with them or get back to them or reply to them, there was definitely some sort of, you know, more personal thing. Even now, you know, I read all my messages, my comments and everything, and it's just really nice to see, you know, the, the continuous support that I get from the people who subscribed to me when I still had 30, my first 30 subscribers. Really nice feeling. It's really amazing how much... The technology, you know, with YouTube, it's like you can, you're basically performing a concert for the world. It's incredible. Basically, in your bedroom, in your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so these songs that you wrote, I wanted to ask about one that is actually becoming very popular, uh, Bitter Heart. Tell us about that song. Well, Bitter Heart's my first single, and basically it's an ironic number that almost of my songs are pretty ironic anyway. It's a song about, you know, a common issue these days with housewives being neglected. You know, they, they slave away the men and, and they, you know, it's just that feeling of being underappreciated. Oh. And I'm um, keeping it, everything bottled in. That's how I came up with that number. Only I put it lightly, I think. <laughs> so whether you're, somebody's listening to your music on YouTube or they're listening to your, your new debut album or when you're performing, because I see that you're performing quite a bit lately, what is it that you hope that the listener gets out of the experience? Well, for me personally, I write music and I can only hope that people can relate. And it's always a nice feeling. I mean, I know for when I listen to songs, I know it's a feeling of it being relatable and you just feel like, oh, wait, I'm not alone after all. You know, someone else is going through it. And it's just how you put it into words and it's just how you project it, I guess. Our special guest on this episode is Zia V. She's here talking about her self-titled debut album. I wanted to ask you about another song that uh, I in particular liked. I like Honey Bee. Tell us about that one. Honey Bee is a, it's probably one of my favorites, too. Not to play favorites, too. It's my, my other songs. Don't tell the other songs I said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, the love shared between between two individuals who are nonconformists through, uh, you know, who one of them being the stronger one who refused to succumb to what society would want to make them into. And 
you know, that person is, you know, is, wants to help the other person not to realize that, you know, it's okay to be, you know, it's okay to be an individual on your own. So that's always basically about having another person to help you with finding yourself. It's it's one of my it's one of my love songs, so I'm glad you like it. There's a lot of good songs on the album, and I, I was reading an interview that you did recently where your singing style was compared to some of the female jazz singers from like the 20s. Have you been getting that a lot? Yeah, I have, and uh, you know, it's such a it's such a wonderful compliment to be, you know, to be in the same sentence as you know the ladies the great vocal ladies of the time that's listed, you know, because something that, that should be relived and it should be revived, you know, and um, for people to say that is just, wow, you know, I, I would never thought in a million years that I would be compared to them. So it's a really wonderful, wonderful compliment. Your debut album is available on Brushfire Records, and I'd like to tell everyone out there that they can check out ZIV.com and also BrushfireRecords.com. How did your How did your album end up on Brushfire? Well, when I was featured on YouTube, Patrick Keeler from the Kraken Tours directed my video to his manager Ian Monson, who's who runs Monitor and Management, and he he put my video to Emmett Malloy, who's you know who owns Brushfire Records and and they merged to release my album. This is a deceivingly, it seems like a simple question, but it, it stumps a lot of people. What is it that you like about music, if you could put it into words? Wow. Music, for me, it defines you as a person. You know, I mean, these days, whenever, it's it's like even when you're, you're, you meet someone for the first time, there's always a subject of music. There's always, you know, you that, that common ground of like, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, me too, you know? And I think music just sort of defines you as a person. It differentiates you from other people. It, it's you. It's your personality. And um, I think music, for me, not just as a singer-songwriter, but also as a person, I would definitely say music is everything. It's what you go to to feel comfortable. You know, it's who you go to for warmth and everything. So, for me, it's pretty much everything. <laughs> Great answer. I have. Two final questions before we go. What is your all-time favorite meal? My all-time favorite meal? Yes. I would say my mom's cooking. I know everybody says that. <laughs> I ate and my mom cooks homemade cooking, homemade meal. But uh, if I had to be specific, it's this one special dish, special Borneo dish, Sarawakian dish. It's called Laksa Sarawak. I'll have to try that sometime. My final question this broadcast is going out all over the world. So what would you like to say before you go? What would you like to say to all the people that are listening in? I, you know, sometimes I wish people know the difference between being nice and being good because so continue to be good from the heart. What would you say? I'm, I'm intrigued. What would you say the difference, if you could put it into words between being good and being nice? Being nice is an everyday thing, but you know, they don't always project their sincerity. So if I could tell everybody, you know, always know the difference between good and being nice because being good is from the heart. Wow, very well put. Thank you very, very much for giving me this interview. I've enjoyed listening to your music, and I look forward to possibly seeing you perform someday. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. We thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie Hour today. 
You know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We truly thank you. This is your announcer speaking. Performance of the Entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song courtesy of John Primerano. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good. <laughs>